I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I am Munish. As always, I am joined by Nishant. In our recent episode, we spoke about the winners from the trade deadline. Today, we'll be talking about the losers. And one obvious name comes out in this discussion is the Houston Rockets. What are they doing? At the start of the season, they had Russell Westbrook, they had James Harden. Right now, they have no one. They got really no one substantial in return. What's happening with the Houston Rockets? This is a team that is entirely. This is a very successful team. It's a globally very popular team. Sure. What's happening with the Rockets? I don't see any. I don't. There is no beacon of hope in this franchise at this moment. What's happening with the Rockets? Can I just say I get what to an extent I get what OKC are doing because they've amassed so many picks that just at least a couple of them are going to go right. And this is an org that in the past has made great picks and then yeah. then developed talent. So it's not as speculative as uh, as it is for some other teams, right? So I get that. I have no idea what Houston are doing. I, I genuinely don't. As you said, they started out the season with. Uh, so first of all, let's go. Let's take a step back, right? They gave up. Mm-hmm. They sent out Chris Paul in a formula that was largely working. They got in Westbrook, and in doing so, they gave up a bunch of stuff, a large part of their future. Yeah. That season ended. Whatever happened, happened, and then uh, somewhere on the way, they also tossed out Clint Capella, and and any chance of really having a pick and roll game and any kind of interior presence. And they said we're going all the way on small ball. So PJ Tucker's a big man. Great. It, it did whatever it did, and they crashed out in the semifinals in the West. Cut to this season. Westbrook's gone, and in return they get John Wall and a bunch of other stuff. Okay, then they then they somehow decide no, they need a big man. Should have just kept Capella, no? They need yeah. a big man, so now they have Demarcus Cousins, who then at some point they cut in the same season, and they have Chris Wood, who honestly that's been their only positive point this season. He's out injured, but he's been great when when fit. Then you have John Wall, in and out of injuries forever, and this season's no different. Then they had Victor Oladipo. They got some stuff in the Harden trade. They they tossed some some more talented youngsters out, and they got Victor Oladipo only to trade him away because he's on a dying contract, and and got hardly anything in return because Miami didn't give up anything, nothing whatsoever. So now, net of all transactions, this is what they got for James Harden. They got four first round picks, and we'll talk about that. That's good, but we'll talk about that. Five first round pick swaps, which is whatever. Let's see what they are when they come around. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Dante Exum, Kuruts. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Of this, Kuruts was also sent out along with PJ Tucker, another guy they gave up to the Bucks in return for whoever the hell they got, Augustine or whatever. <laughs> what is this? And okay, the only bright spot here is four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. That's an underwhelming return for James Harden, especially yeah. when that deal also involved Jared Allen and. Caris Levert, whom you yeah. moved out for Oladipo, whom you moved out for absolutely nothing. This is the biggest botch job I have seen in. And I've really not seen a worse spell of trades and movements and org management in the history of the NBA, and that includes the Knicks. So that's saying something. I'll just close all this out by saying the only positive out of all of this is they have four first-round picks. That mm-hmm. a, first of all, that could mean anything. But all right, four first round picks. What's your best case scenario of any one of those first round picks? It starts with that pick being as high as possible. Yeah. It goes on to that pick resulting in you develop uh, drafting a talent that could one day be something. Mm-hmm. Where you put them in training, where you teach them defense, offense, systems, fitness, diet, discipline, integrity, 
clutch performances postseason play in the hope that someday this potential pick that you may or may not have that you may or may not draft may or may not turn into a ben simmons type they could have traded for ben simmons <laughs> why and if when you have a sure thing they could have made that move they could have sent him to philly they didn't do it they got, all they have is a bunch of picks and a bunch of you know random role players who the, some of them are not bad but the role players at the end of the day you gave up your franchise for a bunch of role players i don't yeah. get it it's bad enough just if you look at this season in silo it is atrocious if you look at what they've done in the last one and a half seasons i i give up i i give up on the houston rockets i'm done is there a way that they can finish below the minnesota timberwolves it'll make some it'll have some there'll be some justice to whatever they've done yeah. they can't be in not at the bottom of the league despite all of the despite losing 20 games in a row uh, i i see no hope for the houston rockets not just this year i don't see it doing them doing any well in the next year yeah. or the years Three after years that i feel bad for yeah. yeah i feel bad for christian wood who moved there i hope he finds a better franchise to go and display his talents but that was the houston rockets and unfortunately there's no hope there at least from our end the other team that botched it up is a pretty strong team pretty solid team a sure shot playoff contender the boston yeah. celtics yeah. i don't know if they sure shot anymore because they've been losing matches uh, they're no longer a 500 team when you have the likes of jason tatum and jalen brown in a squad along with kemba walker and marcus smart you can't be finishing below the top 5 teams especially in the eastern conference the celtics sit in ninth spot they had a 28 million trade exception yeah. which they did nothing about yeah. they got an ivan fournier where they should have gone and gotten probably nikola vucevic you know get some size yeah. they got an ivan fournier they gave out dominic thais their size uh, another failed window for the boston celtics they never seemed to make up never seem to make a successful trade do they i mean all their current players jason tatum jalen browns were happen. got from the draft yeah they never made a good signing uh, yeah. never go- made a good trade right what's happening with the celtics any any positives from them at all none that they have made moves for all their positives are what they already had and those are pretty bright positives but none that they really did something about whenever what do you do when when you have a promising prospect and the results currently are not great you make adjustments whether it's a team it's a player you make adjustments uh that's the smart thing to do the dumb thing to do is not doing anything about it and hoping that the results change then you're leaving it up to chance and and uh, others to make mistakes you're not really taking a step forward you're just staying where you are and you're hoping others drop that's pretty much what the boston celtics have done and and you mentioned all of their players worth anything a players that they drafted not really players that they traded for and that's when they make trades happen which is almost never they're, they're now i mean it's 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 funny that they're now the patron saints of agreeing terms but not actually making that move happen closing out the deal the signing anything and that's terrible and when you look at when you add to that the number of players that they've let go in the past that how they wish they had them now it, it only compounds their misery it's not as bad as the houston rockets but it's pretty bad maybe it's worse because this this is a team that's been on the brink of the finals for so long now it's embarrassing that they've actually not gotten in and yeah. despite the, the young ages of their their superstars i know they'll get better but you've got to surround them with talent what has their biggest problem been over the years the last few years ever since jalen brown and tatum and all these guys started getting good they've had a few and and i'll come to the biggest one at the end one they had some backcourt issues they got kyrie he wasn't quite fitting in they, they gave him away they did blah 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 uh they had rosier they gave him away for kemba which at the time made sense but rosier has been balling out ever since and kemba has always been in and out because of injury when fit he plays really well 
but he's been in and out. Then they had Gordon Hayward, who boy could they have used in this season. Yeah. But but they gave him away. Uh, had and and as a result created a huge trade exception. Great. Are you going to do do something with that? Nope. Zilch nada. Didn't use it at all. Okay. What's your biggest problem? Interior. They don't have a big man worth anything. They had an uh, they had Enes Kanter. They moved him along, and he he's been amazing in Portland. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's Surprisingly. watching. Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. He's been given a role, and he's doing that to perfection. I'm not saying he didn't turn into Embiid all uh, overnight, but whatever role he was given, he's doing that to per- perfection. So great move for them. They gave him away. They gave away ties somewhere in this process. One of the ties or both of the ties. I don't know. It's just it's too confusing at this point. But they don't have a big man. They don't have a big man worth anything. They could have made a move. They did make a move. Tristan Thompson didn't work out. They they had an opportunity to trade. They have the cap room. They have the exception. They could have gotten a legit All Star level big guy if they made a couple of moves. They did nothing of the sort. It's the exact same Celtics team as it was before the start of postseason of last season. Because they added Tristan Thompson, but he's not doing anything for them. They gave away Harden. They've actually gotten uh, sorry, Gordon. They've actually gotten uh, worse in the process. Gordon Hayward, I mean, they've gotten worse in the process. And then they've done nothing to fix it when they had the chance and when they had the gap room. So again, another maybe they have a plan, but as of now, it doesn't look like they 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 do. The plan is to, I think, play Robert Williams more at the center. He's Fantastic. he's good, but he's very young, and I don't think he's the guy who would elevate them from a playoff spot to a contender. And when you're the yeah. Celtics, you really want to contend. You want to go to yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals. You want to make the finals, but that's not been happening for a decade now. I don't see it happening in the near future until unless they make a big move. I don't think yeah. Jason Brown, Jalen Tatum. I mean Jalen, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum themselves are going to take them. I think they need support pieces, which is not happening anytime soon. Uh, just summarizing the other moves that happened uh, on deadline day, uh, the Portland Trailblazers pretty interesting move. They got a Norman Powell. Yeah. They flipped out Gary Trent Jr., who's incredible from three. Yeah, but Norman Powell is not no bad either. I mean, how do you make this? How do you, what do you make of this move? I love it because the West is actually loaded with backcourts. Mm-hmm. West has some pre- pretty strong, strong backcourts, and in, in, with this move, and maybe you could say they have the best backcourt trio. I'd argue that uh, in the league, I'd argue that because uh, let's not forget if, if Brooklyn get Dinwiddie back and they keep him, that's Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Dinwiddie. That, poof, that's a backcourt, <laughs> and and in the West also there's. Next season, there's going to be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and whoever the hell is the third guy. That's still a better backcourt than any three you can put together. It mm-hmm. doesn't even matter who the third guy is. Like they could take KCP and that'll be the best backcourt. So I think that part can be argued. But what I love about this is they've got Damian Lillard, who's arguably the best point guard in the league. Uh, they've got CJ McCollum, who's an above-average, pushing-on elite backcourt player, okay. and they've got Norman Paul, who can very well get to that level in a season or so. Uh, given given more opportunities because whatever we've seen has been pretty awesome so from Norman Paul so now they have three guys in rotation that can all shoot off the dribble that can all go get their own shot that can finish pretty well in in the interior and that can create plays every now and then what that does in the west where you've got loaded backcourts across the league is it puts perennial pressure throughout the length of the game on backcourt defenses nobody is getting a breather at the other end of the court because there's yeah. always at least two guys on court that can create their own shot and make shots for others so you are on your toes all the time golden state on their toes all the time whoever the clippers put on that backcourt which is as it is a weak uh, combo 
they're going to be on their toes all the time. So it gives the other teams no room to breathe on defense because there's always somebody moving up and about uh, on, on the perimeter. That's why I love this move. That's why it elevates them. Garrett and Jr.'s shooting will be missed. But Garrett and Jr. is not Norman Powell in the way that Norman Powell can create his own shot. Which means if you don't have great players on the court with Garrett and Jr., his his efficacy goes down just that much as an offensive threat. Norman Powell's doesn't. Totally. And I love it. I think they've upgraded. And I think that was a win for the Raptors as well, who's looking at a rebuilding phase sure. now. I think yeah. Gary Trent Jr. is a great shooter to have in the squad. I think they'll he'll improve it. And with more playing time, I think he'll get better yeah. and better. Just looking at quickly summarizing the other moves, JJ Reddick to Mavs, do you think it elevates them to a good spot? They lost some of the shooting with... Uh, Seth Curry. They got yeah, in yeah. Josh Richardson and they lost Seth Curry, right? right so, right. JJ Reddick brings that three-point shooting right. to him. Uh, some of the trades that didn't happen, Lonzo Ball remains with the Pelicans. John Collins remains with the Hawks. Uh, yeah. I think these are two big names that are going to be in the market at the end of the season. Right. Pelicans, if they keep ball, I think that's a great win for them. They have a nice core going out there with Ingram and Zion. Mm. And with Lonzo Ball, I think they'll be a really tough force to compete with. John Collins has made himself available and I think he's doing really well. I think there'll be a lot of uh, offers sure. for him. That'll be an interesting move to yeah. make. Any, any wins for uh, anyone else you see? Oh, no, I think I think this is largely it. Uh, some sure. I mean, the Lakers picking up Drummond was a, a sweet of move. Uh, so that's that's good for them. Um, in the in the Lonzo situation, maybe it's a win-win for everyone if Lonzo moves on at the end of the year, mm-hmm. because if if they do sign him back, it's going to be a big payday. No more a rookie contract for the Pelicans. Uh, maybe that money is better spent on getting a more experienced guy, especially in the postseason, to buffer the the inexperienced exuberance of a Zion and a and a Brandon Ingram. So maybe they're better off getting a playmaker who's good, who's worth the money, but who also comes with experience. Versus Lonzo, who no doubt deserves the money, but maybe he can go someplace else where he can continue his learning process. Maybe someone with experience already. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of puts the Bulls back a little bit because Zach Levine is also similarly inexperienced in the right. playoffs. But I'd love to see that happen. The Lonzo, Zach Levine, Vucevic. I think that makes the Bulls very interesting. So Lonzo is going to get paid. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to get picked up by some team or the other and get a good contract. It could be a win-win if Lonzo moves on from from New Orleans. So that's that's pretty much the only point I had. That's a fun team to watch, New Orleans Pelicans. Really love watching them. I hope they get a few more wins, but they've been losing quite a few, (laughs) despite having big leads at at the halfway mark. But um, I think we run out of time. Uh, That's all for today. We'll come back and talk tomorrow about a few more uh, a few games that have been happening, and we'll analyze some of the teams. But that's all for today. Talk to you soon. soon.